Austin, Texas, human rights, punk rock music, music in general, everything you can imagine right here on this podcast. And today's show is meditation, one of the most important things that we should be working on to calm our minds of this daily grind we go through, or that we think we go through because our ego is just going crazy all the time. So if you really want to slow down, take a break, meditation is the way to do it. Other exciting news going on. Austin, Texas uh, has South by Southwest coming on, and that is one of my favorite times of the year. Um, For the fact that you get people, independent bands from everywhere around the world coming to Austin to play, from parking garages to the best places to play, the most elaborate. I mean, there's music on every corner. It's really a treat for a music lover, and that's my life, so it's really something that I enjoy. Uh, anything else going on? Politics? Uh, yeah, he's wrong, she's right. That same game's going on. I don't have time for that in my life. Um, things that are going on. Uh, lots of things are going on, people. Lots of things are going on. There's a movement of goodness. Um, people are, are, you know, realizing some things in life and, and slowing down and taking different alternative views on them. Um, I am going to have a show one day, it's going to be solely on climate change and just views and discussions um, and really just open to any topics because uh, we are, you know, our actions here in this world have done some damage to this planet and it's very sad to hear and it's very, uh, it's very real and it's very sad that we've taken, 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 taken and destroyed and don't give back and we don't take care of our planet, I mean bad enough we don't take care of people, but it's all the way to the point that we don't take care of our planet the way we should, and there needs to be a change, there's got to be a movement. Um, with that being said, we're going to start today's show with meditation, I've got Joaquin and Dee Snoky here, they are wonderful persons, uh, wonderful, just wonderful people uh, that preach love and an ego-free lifestyle, you know, leave it at the door and just be real people, so with that in mind, everybody... Let's get on with the show. I am hearing you now. Yes, I am. I'm not echoing. No, actually, you sound really clear. Oh, isn't that awesome? I love it. So how are you doing? Let's I'm talk about, Let's talk mm-hmm. about meditation. And what I'd, love to. I'd love to talk about meditation. I actually brought a special guest today, my wife, Deanna. Oh, all right. <laughs> how are you, Deanna? I am beautiful, thank you. How are you? I am doing wonderful. I'm, I'm talking to you guys from my garage slash studios dash man case. I like that. The, all the <laughs> slashes, that's, that's awesome. In, in Austin, Texas, on a beautiful, <laughs> sunny day. Multifunctional space, right? It, you know, it really is. My garage is an assortment of everything. Right. 
drums, tables, everything. <laughs> I love it. So what? What? Let's talk about it because, like I said on last episode, I hope you got maybe you guys listened to it. I don't know, but I said that you guys had sent me some information, and I'm probably like most people that I do it here and there, and it feels wonderful and it's great, and I don't make it a routine. Right. Right. Um, yeah, and I think that's the challenge for most people is is uh, to stay consistent and persistent in your in your practice. Um, as you know, the ego is always there to try to give us distractions and things that, that throw us off course. And that's one of them, obviously. Right. Uh, the busyness of our lives, uh, you know, the kids, uh, the sick, you know, our health. Um, there's so many reasons that we can, and excuses, I'll even call them excuses, that we use to, um, you know, avoid avoid the peace that we're here to experience and the joy we're here to experience. And, and, and like I've told you before, uh, when my wife and I work with people, and she'll allude to that. Um, we we can't work with anybody who's not willing to meditate. You can't oh, do that. Right. The mind, right. Is, the, mind, the, mind, the subconscious mind is far, far too strong to expect to heal and feel peace and feel joy in this world without um, creating new channels of thinking to, you know, to create that, that, that quiet space within you that, that you've experienced and that we experience. Um, right. It just can't be done without it. So it's, it's crucially important. I think, I think too, uh, and these jump in any time because you're the expert. <laughs> but I mean, I think with, I mean, I think like me, like everybody else, it, we get busy. And now I'm not saying I don't walk, wake up and put positive thoughts in my head, but I, and and try to and at least try to do that my personally myself. But a lot of us just get up and go on with life, and we never take that time to focus on a new day, a new beginning, or anything. And you don't have to meditate in mornings. I just prefer to. Anybody can meditate anytime, anytime. You know. That's true. Well, the the whole purpose of meditation is to get us out of that mindset of our head. Um, if if we can only do it during our day, I would recommend that versus not doing it at all. But it's really important that we develop a practice that does start in the morning because, like you said, we get up in the morning, you know, every we bring everything from yesterday into today, and then off our mind goes and right. into today. And it's really hard once we've listened to the news or dealt with everything that we're going to in the day to bring our mind back and to quiet it. When we implement that practice into the morning. Um, we've initiated control of our thoughts and our mind throughout the day. Um, it's really important to implement a regular practice, a daily practice as well. Um, that brings us back into, <coughs> sorry, I'm sorry, kind of out of our mind and into our heart, which is where right. we need to be. You know? We get caught up, fear, anger, um, failed belief, uh, pointed fingers, kind of, uh, yeah, victimhood, our you know, our righteousness that takes us through our day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to get out of that mindset and listen to the voice inside of us that leads us back to our heart, so we can live from that spot. And yeah. that's what we teach. Yeah, no, I I couldn't agree more. I, and I mean, walking your wife has a way better voice than you, by the way. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes, yes, she does. <laughs> And her wisdom is far beyond mine. <laughs> yeah, no, you guys are just amazing people. But yeah, the meditation, I mean, it's, it's um, you know, it's so simple yet so hard mm-hmm. for a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, to just take that time and reflect. I mean, I mean, give me an example of like a, a morning, you guys, a morning for you guys. 
When I, I do that, the first thing I do is meditate. When I, I just start with prayers of gratitude in the morning. And both of us, we lay in bed. Before we even say a word to each other, uh, we individually meditate. And then we usually pray. We do a little bit of reading, um, whatever yep. book we've decided to read for the day before we start our day. It changes everything. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we've noticed that, you know, again, this is coming from a couple's perspective, a relationship perspective, but we've noticed that when we do those things, our relationship is so much stronger. Um, we can overcome the stresses of running our business. We can overcome, oh, yeah. you know, the bad news, the, the health concerns, whatever it is that the world throws at us. When we start our day, when we start our day with that strength, um, it just becomes so much more, you know, uh, free and easy. You know, our relationship is connected. We're stronger with each other. We feel um, just we should just feel so much better. Um, it, conversely, when we don't do those things, boy oh boy. You know, the ego has uh, a lot more control, let's say, in, in our relationship. We, we, we catch ourselves being snitty with each other. Uh, oh, things yeah. kind of take us off the rails a little bit. It's harder to run our business. Um, so we have really, really, especially this year, we kind of made a, a commitment and a promise to each other to make sure that every single day we are going to do whatever we need to do to uh, start our day properly. And to us, property is meditation, prayer, and reading. What um, what I I don't mean to interrupt you, but what I like yeah. that you said right there is that you and your wife, you and D, that you guys like to to meditate in the morning together or to, separately, but yet together, and then say prayer. That is so important because there's so many partners, married couples, and partners and stuff that always somebody there's always that ego in there, like, well, that's embarrassing, or I don't need to do that. I'm too manly. We don't need to meditate. We should be able to control our world. This and that, and yeah. there, right there, that ego. Yep. It's just clawing its little spider web back into what it does so much, separation. Absolutely. And then we become reactive in our own life. Yes. Uh, the very practice of meditation allows you to become more aware of the present moment and less reactive to the things we're going to go through throughout our day. Right. right. Absolutely important. Not only that, um, that's in our lives now going forward, but with my healing um, from my past, it was essential. Mm-hmm. I had well, to put my mind down. So then I can listen, listen to myself and learn to love myself, which is something I had never been taught. Mm-hmm. So with regard to the healing process, and that's what Joaquin and I do, it is essential um, that you are able to do that. Otherwise, we never connect to ourselves. We live cocooned it, yeah. cocooned in our own mind. Um, mm-hmm. and live yeah, we live. Mind. Yeah, I know what you mean. And, I, and yeah. then, you know, it's funny is I always talk about, like, when I met Robin, my partner now, there was always a soul connection. Mm-hmm. We might have, we've, we have, you know, I have my ego problems and my problems and stuff, and there was that separation, but there was a soul connection, and I got to say, now going through everything, it's, it's truly like we're one. Yeah. Yep. I feel Absolutely. a oneness. We go into everything as together, as a team, as everything, and that doesn't yeah. just mean decisions, but that means even thinking like, okay, so do we, you know, what what is our best interest, or you know, and that is such a refreshing feeling, right? Because, um, because it, yeah, you know, let, let me let me talk about that for a second. It's really important, and I'll bring up a course in miracles. Um, when my wife and I decided to, you know, live our lives in the truth, we we, you know, a course in miracles is a big part of that, and they yeah. talk about the difference between a special relationship and a holy relationship. And they're completely different. Now, a special relationship is the relationship I had with her when I met her, and the same with you and Robin. We saw a soul. We saw a spirit. We saw this wonderful freaking person. 
But And it was special in our lives. The difference between a special relationship and a holy relationship is we've asked the Holy Spirit to guide our lives. Yeah. There's the difference. And when you have that power in your life and you can live from that perspective and honor that and value that every single day, everything completely changes. The miracles come. The universe responds. Healing happens. Mm-hmm. Um, you're able to reach out like you're doing and, and we're doing, reach out and help other people. And and that's that's powerful, dude. I know you're experiencing that with Robin. So. Oh, it's, uh, I, you know, I mean – you know, I look back now and at my life and I can see the ego. I can mm-hmm. see where the ego interfered and where it was very destructive in my life. Yep. And from everything. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of nice now to look back, especially with a partner. But then mm-hmm. Robin's life was was different in ways, but yet the same. She mm-hmm. never had soul connections with people. uh Robin's in a corporate world, so things are faster paced. I've had to learn to be her, her yang to, to help her. You know, she can succeed at work, but when she comes home, it's love and comfort in that. And so she had her things through life, and we just met at a, the right, you know, moment. And I do believe in special relationships like that because I've met special friends my whole life, so why wouldn't I meet a special relationship, you know? Of course. Of course, yeah, so. and, and our goal with the people that we're romantically involved with is move that into a holy relationship because that's right. where your power is. It, it always starts as special because that person represents something special to us. Um, if we want to go above and beyond and we want to get out of the egoic space that we are te- we have a tendency to live in, then we must have the Holy Spirit guide us. We absolutely have to do that. And, and it, again, I'm coming from my own perspective and, and yeah. my own beliefs and the things that I do. Um, there's a Holy Spirit for everybody. Uh, right. And that's God and Jesus and love and all these things that people want. It's not, it doesn't have to be particular. It could just no. be, you know, something above us, a higher power. If I mean, I was. On yeah, what yeah. He's saying, and even before we enter into a relationship with somebody else, we have to develop that relationship with ourselves. I, I think we all come from, I know at least us three have, we come from a background of a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. It sends us into surrounding ourselves with not good things, hurting ourselves and hurting people in our lives, and that develops a lot of feelings within itself. So there's something that has to take place before we can enter into another relationship. There has to be a point in our lives where we become ready to take accountability for our own healing. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, we have to quiet the voices in our mind and be able to listen to the voice that's guiding us back to our heart. Once once we do that, we open up ourselves, and we're able to have a more loving, more connected relationship with somebody else. That's what Joaquin and I went through together. It was a battle, but uh, definitely worth it. Yeah, I, 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 let me say a little bit about that. I mean, it, it, I think it was more challenging. I mean, I think we both admitted that to each other. What we did is we made it a lot harder. Um, we had oh, both, yeah. We had, we had both done some healing before we met, and, it was, and, and I think it was that healing that got us through some things. But um, when you have expectations of a carnal relationship, of a worldly relationship, which could be sex, affection, whatever, you know, attraction, all these things that bring you to a woman or a woman to a man, um, and those are important above the healing need that needs to be done, or you're going to fall, you're going to fail every single time because those things are empty. They're, right. they're, they're, not, they're not fulfilling. They're, they're not going to fill that void that, that true love desires. Um, what does do that? when you learn to meditate, quiet your mind and get into that space is pure love is true love and true love is timeless and unconditional. And that's, that's what people need to remember. Um, unfortunately in our world, love is, is completely mystifying, totally mystifying. 
Yeah. If, if love is not timeless, which is eternal, and unconditional, which is out, without conditions, it's not love. I'm sorry, it's not. Um, you can define it that way. You can call it that way. You can tell right. them you're in love. That's wonderful. You can do all those things, but it's not love. It's not love. And that's what we want to do. And that's what meditation helps you do. It helps you find that love within yourself. Yeah. So, I mean, I was going to say, you know, Dee, could you maybe give, maybe go through a simple, easy way for somebody maybe to start their morning, some, uh, like maybe explain, you know, something somebody can do just to kind of start a day on their path to maybe. Absolutely. What I teach is called Vipassana meditation. What that is, it's the practice of, becoming more aware and less reactive to your present moment, utilizing your breath as a concentration mechanism. So it, that sounds complex. It's really not. Uh, what you're going to do is focus on your breath. That sounds super, super easy, but it is one of the most difficult things you will ever do. <laughs> it takes a commitment, first of all. Um, you're going to struggle. It, our mind is naturally a thinking uh, it just thinks constantly all the time. That's what it's trained to do. That's what it, we believe it should do. So stopping that is very unnatural. It's like working out, building up muscles. It takes time mm-hmm. to learn to do it. And in that, you have to be patient with yourself uh, and kind with yourself. So many people tell me, oh, I just have too busy of a mind. I can't quiet my mind. It oh, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. Those are the times you need to sit longer. Um, you need to work with your mind. You need to be patient with yourself. So it's a very simple concept. You can lay in the morning, lay on your back, find a comfortable position, sit in a chair, whatever is most comfortable for you, and don't fall asleep if you're laying down. (laughs) A lot of people do that as well. There's a difference in relaxation and meditation. So laying, count. Um, If you cannot focus on your breath, I will focus on three different compartments of my breath. I'll fill my stomach, then my sternum, then my chest, and exhale the opposite direction, my chest, my sternum, and then my stomach. If your mind keeps jumping in and interfering with that, you can implement counting. Uh, You can count to yourself as you inhale, one, two, three, four, five. Exhale, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And do that for about ten minutes a day. Like I said, it sounds very simple, but your mind is a strong force and it's going to fight you every step of the way. So the biggest thing this, again, is gumption. You have to commit to it. You have to do it every single day. It doesn't sound hard, but and and what I found, and and I'll I'll add to that just a little bit. I, I had to uh, I had to use counting. My mind is a freaking racetrack, bro. Um, it just <laughs> moves and goes and goes and goes and goes. I mean, I've had problems sleeping in my life. I just you know I'm I'm one of those guys that just racy all the time. I'm fast by nature, and my mind is the same. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I had <clears throat> excuse me. I had to implement the counting um, part of meditation to be able to quiet my mind. And what I found is that when you, when you count, it's so much easier not to think because you're thinking about it subconsciously. You're counting. Right, you're thinking about the next number. Right. So now I'm not thinking about what I'm doing tomorrow or what checks are coming in or who I got to pay. I'm thinking about the next number and that next number brings me peace. And I'm to the point now where I don't I don't count anymore. I can actually do it just on my breath. But it took me probably a couple of years to be able to feel comfortable and develop a new channel to be able to quiet my mind. And now I can do it without the numbers. But man, those numbers are really important too. So that that especially with beginning meditation, that's that's a really critical part. That's do, you, do 
Do you think after doing, I'm sorry, Dina, cut you off, but you think when I first start medication, it's kind of like muscle memory that you've just got to learn to, this is the time I'm going to meditate, and you're just kind of where your body gets in the rhythm of knowing that, you know, that it's more of choice and an awareness. And our minds, yes, it is like a muscle memory. Um, I mean, you could make, it can become like that. Yes, it takes time. So the, the reason that we count, is to focus our mind on one thing so that it doesn't go off. I use breathing and counting because it's the most natural thing that we do. We breathe every day. It doesn't take a lot of focus. And at any time during the day, you can take yourself back to that. You can stop at any moment during the day and bring the meditation into it and count within yourself. It brings you to an immediate relaxed state. But with that, counting is so natural to us that it doesn't take much sense. Eventually, the counting will fade off, and you will enter into a meditative state. You're not actually meditating when you're counting. You're assuming your brain to meditate. Exactly, exactly. So, and that's, you, and that's where I was getting with that, where you'll you get the muscle thing, and then you'll get to the point where you don't really need to count because you'll kind of know how to wind your body down and get in that meditation state. Absolutely. You will just breathe, and you will take yourself naturally into a meditative state. Because I think the biggest thing is when people say, oh, yeah, I just started this meditation program, and then a week later they're already done with it. If people hold themselves account or think this is something that they should know how to do or something that they just can't do, um, the gap between the understanding that this is something that you need to learn to do um, just isn't there enough. There's not enough instruction. A lot of times those are the same people that buy gym memberships and quit after a week too. Uh, well, that's got, me. That's me. That was always me. I'd go for a week and then I was done. Of course, we got these ideas, you know, these delusions of grandeur. Everything's going to be fantastic. I just got to put a little effort in and everything's going to be I, 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 It made me hot in a week, dude. I was irresistible. I mean, it, I, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't need to do anymore, I thought. That was yeah. all I needed. But if, but if we can look at, at meditation as, as, as a spiritual muscle and, and something that we do have to work on as we would in the gym to get the body we desire, then it's, it's a very good analogy, right? I mean, that, that's the way. Oh, we no. It's, it, yes, it is. It's exactly like that. And meditation can be, you know, you don't have to look at it as a, as a drag or something. You're, 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 you know, you can look at it as like fun and exciting and renew i look at it as as renewing now i'm still the victim of i don't do it every morning of course um but i got to be honest a lot of times it's because i'm running late to get a teenage daughter and a teenage son out of the house so it's not that i'm and then when i get home of course i read and i settle down so that's my form of meditation and i'm not reading the news i'm reading spiritual uplifting things right Mm -hmm. so i need to get into the practice but for me I'd rather go do a retreat where I can go and meditate and maybe spend three, four days, you know, and just have a massive meditation, you know, but that's just me. Yes. In order to receive the full effects of meditation, which is to implement that that state of mind where we're less reactive and present in our days, it has to be done every day. Mm-hmm. Right, um, right. There is no quick fix. And I think that's the biggest failure of the people that step off of meditation after a week is our own expectations. We have an expectation of what to feel, what the results of the meditation should give us. And when we don't receive that, it just doesn't work for us or I can't do it. This is something, this is not something that you go and do and get anything out of it. This has to become a way of life. Mm-hmm. If you want the right. effects to be implemented throughout your day and leave them at a peaceful state, um, that's the biggest thing is you've got to commit to this. And it has to be a daily practice 
in order to um, receive any of the benefits okay. for it. And right. No, I agree. We have to get rid of our expectations of what to expect from it and just allow them to be. They're so subtle in the beginning. It's just like, wow. I, I used to, I worked in the corporate world as well. And I was a bit of a four o'clock in the morning. So I would go to work and give myself enough time. So I would sit in my car five minutes before I would go into work and just meditate. And on those days that I did that, people were like, wow, you you're in such a happy mood today. And it wasn't a choice. It wasn't a thought or anything I do. The, the changes were just so subtle. It was freeing and light. And I wasn't reactive to the things that I was before. But right. without my knowledge or bringing it on, it just slowly started implementing itself into my day. And, and, and that, kind of, that kind of brings us to what do you get from meditation? And, and everybody, I, I believe everybody's story would be different with this. Um, the reality. Uh, yeah. I would have to agree. People would have different things. Yeah, they, they would. And, and you know, there would probably be a lot of similarities, but I think that oh, yeah. everybody, everybody's story would be different. And let me tell you, just from my own perspective, um, I've lived my whole life very reactive, extremely reactive, a, a volatile <laughs> reactive. You know, um, if it was something that I could react to immediately, I would do that. And because I meditate daily and because I find value and honor in meditation and my meditation practice, I'm a lot more responsive now. Um, and what I mean by responsive, a, a reaction is something that we do immediately. We react without thinking. A response is that beat, that one second, that, that five seconds, whatever it takes to think about something before you reply to it or, 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 or deal with it. And right. that is just a monumental thing for me in my life. And, it, and people notice it all the time. You're much more peaceful. You're much more, you know, you're at peace. You're not as angry. You're not as frustrated. You're not all these things. So I swear to God, I think. We didn't go into the health benefits of meditation. People with yes. anxiety, people with depression, people with other ailments. This completely reverses that. We're in a state now to where I work with companies that doctors are actually referring people to get meditation. Um, thank God they and thank God they are because yes, they are. And they're implementing it, meditation and yoga uh, into wellness programs into the workplace. People are becoming more productive in the workplace because of it. Yes, I and I did a little I did a little research on that. I think Joaquin had told me about that before D when I first started talking to him um, about the meditation and all that and. Um, yeah, I think that if we see more and more of that, because more work for now, more businesses now are becoming more corporatized and they're more technical field. And you've got, mm -hmm. say, 304 employees on these campuses, per se. Mm -hmm. You're just making an environment. You're making a very dangerous environment, in my mind, in a lot of ways, with ego, competition, anger, mm -hmm. overwork, stress mm -hmm. and all those things. So mm -hmm. no question about it. Um, it's imperative. I, I truly believe that 10, 15 years from now, maybe sooner, um, you're going to see that as a, 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 the norm. I think most most corporations, I know that if you look at some of these cutting-edge corporations now, Google and, and all these other, they have meditation rooms. They have yoga rooms. They give you time off during the day. They, they don't expect you to do the eight-to-five thing, the grind, the sit and right. the um, They're looking out now more for the employee because they realize the stress that it causes an employee to live that type of life. Yeah, um, yeah, it's difficult, and meditation is a humongous part of that to to relieve some of that reactive nature that we have, and and bring us more to a responsive, loving nature. So, and that's not some hail mary effect. These are proven. Yeah, it's right. No, no, this works. It increases productivity, improves the health, increases the happiness of your employees. It, mm -hmm. I don't think there's an avenue that this hasn't impacted and affected well college students that are studying right. under great stress. They've even started utilizing that on college campuses. 
uh, veterans coming back from from Iraq with P- PTSD. Um, humongous study at the, uh, St. John's University in Maryland about what these soldiers have, have done and implemented with meditation. Dude, miracles, bro. Miracles. Oh, and and I, I mean, I even have a personal account, you know, with with my mother and this and this program she went through when she moved, right. came out here to Austin. Well, that program was all, you know, they use the word mindfulness, which is, you know, being one with your mind, basically. But every morning they started with meditation. And she talks about that every day. And I always tell her, you can still do that when you're laying in bed and just really reflecting and stuff. She goes, oh, yeah, I've worked on that. But she still remembers those positive effects. (laughs) And it's like, it's right there. It's always right there. Yeah, for you. And I guess that's the wonderful thing about meditation is we always have it in our pocket. Um, meditation can be a lot of things. It can be listening to music. It can be going for a hike. As long as we're quieting our mind and we're present in the moment, we're meditating. Um, it may not be considered meditation. You may not define it that way or even see it that way, but the reality of it, it is what it is. Uh, right. No, I agree. Out of our egoic space and into our heart. That's what it's Absolutely. all about. Yeah. Exactly. So anything going on that people can reach out? And med- Are you doing anything, Deanna, with meditation and classes, teaching, anything? Classes. Where I'm actually working on getting online so I can do live classes online. But right That'd now be- I'm working with people one-on-one. So anybody, right on. feel free to reach out. Um, contact me. I'll get you going, help you out. Um, again, awesome. it's more than just. Uh, a meditative practices. I think a lot of the, the things that we overcome through meditation come from our past or our current life, and mm-hmm. that's implemented as well. Mm-hmm. It's about taking accountability for our lives and our own healing, and meditation is the tool that I it's use to do it. that. Right. Mm-hmm. So with the meditation, we implement a lot of spiritual help as well. Right. Again, anybody that wants any help just wants to meditate. It doesn't have to be the spiritual help. If you just want to learn to quiet your mind, meditation yeah, yeah. can be used for a lot of things. And right. um, reach out to me. Right. And, and my awesome. wife's also a certified nutritionist as well. So we got it covered on every angle, mind, body, spirit. It's what, it's what God's led us to do, and here we are. We're here to help. And, and yeah, we can do nice. that in any possible way we can. I mean, like I was telling Joaquin the other day, Deanna, I mean, we used to, when me and Joaquin were, I don't even think we were driving, we were like 15 and 16 years old, maybe 16, 17, and we used to always joke around about doing the Walking Eric D show, <laughs> and and D was just because of my last name, but now it fits in for you, yeah. I was like, here we are, here we are 35, 35 years ago, and right. we're basically doing the Walking Eric D show right now. It's crazy. I mean, you want to talk about the, the universe responding. Wow. Look at that. We asked for it, and here it is. That's so funny. It's, it's so funny. cool. You guys are awesome. Deanna, this is the first time I got to really talk to you. I think you're a beautiful soul, a beautiful person. I see Joaquin, the happiness in him, and I hope he makes you the happiest woman in the world. I can. Thank <laughs> you. you. Absolutely does. I would definitely want people to hear your voice again and anything you can do. Like 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 you guys, I'm just doing this because I feel that I have to do some kind of service. Mm-hmm. And I do it in my my normal day. I feel like I service and do and, and just be a good person. And and just I fill my heart with love and I feel that with you guys. And it's just a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. And I'm just going to keep on going. We're averaging 30 people an episode, so I'm yeah, right yeah. on. 
I love that it. I awesome. love it. We'll build on that. I mean, it's, you know, you know I don't, started. like I said, if I help, if we just, if one person <laughs> listens, that's all I cared about. So. And that, and that, that's what it's all about. You have to have that mindset. Um, you know, I, I, what you just spoke to, it did, it just made me think of the late great Wayne Dyer, man. And, and his, his thing is if you can wake up every day saying, how may I serve? You'll never be unhappy. How right. may I serve? How may I serve? And I'm going to tell you the things that come back are, are hundredfold hundredfold, uh, way, way greater than what we ever expected. Um, totally. and it certainly wasn't what we were taught. Uh, we were taught to take care of ourselves, but the reality is the only way we can take care of ourselves is to help other people. Exactly. Uh, that's, that's the joy in life. And, and dude, we appreciate the hell out of you, bro. And this is uh, an amazing platform to be able to help and heal and, and connect and build friendships and spread love. And that's, that's yeah, it's, it's fun. It's fun. Fucking hey, we love you, dude. Love you. You guys have a great day, and then I will talk to you. Tell, tell Robin belated. We love her too. I, we will. I made her a nice dinner last night. She oh, had a nice great night. Great. You guys have a great day. Thank you so much. You too, Thank brother. You, Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. life to be what I consider life to be yes your experience of life your your own personal journey oh I like that let's get deeper though a personal journey into what happiness fear personal personal journey into whatever is your journey whatever your journey is whether it be happiness whatever it may be okay it's different for everybody what is your ideal life experience? My ideal life experience is helping others. Right on. And that's your goal in life? My goal in life has always been to help others in one facet or another. Well, that's a beautiful thing, right? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Oh, my God. The, the studio audience is, is laughing at you, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> We got sound effects now. <laughs> okay. Well, you're going to be on this podcast with Ask Brett. And we're going to tell everybody that they can call in and email me, and I will get all questions to Brett. Brett is just an all-around good guy. He works for a, an ambulance company here in Bastroff, Texas. Um, maybe one day he'll be my brother-in-law. Right now he's just my brother-in-law by common law. But... uh if I've met anybody in my life that has a pure heart that doesn't want to hurt anybody that truly cares about people, I'd have to say it's Brett. So it's good to have you on here, and we're going to build an audience with people that are going to want honest answers from a, an, the most honest person I know. Well, thank you. So, and, that, and, and Brett couldn't have said it any better, folks. I mean, really, his life purpose is to help people. I mean, when you're a kid, you, all he wanted to do was be a fireman in life. Or be in the in the medical kind of thing, right? Am I right? right? right. Yes. 
So it's always been like something you've enjoyed doing and want to be a part of. And that's a great thing. That's a great thing. Brett, before we go, any good movies people should watch right now? The Green Book. That is good. Um, the Please Forgive Me. Please Forgive Me. I haven't seen that I one. think it was called Please Forgive Me. The one about the Arthur that did the pleasurism. Oh, like, yes, with Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. I, do I think that's what that it was. It was something like that. Forgive me. Cool. Something like that. All right. Well, cool. There you guys have it. We're going to do a segment. Like I said, ask Brett. He's going to be mixed up in the show, but he'll be here for everybody. So, Brett, have a wonderful day. The show you will too. be – I'm going to put the show public here in about the next hour, so it'll be under Awake to Freedom on all your podcast searching devices. Uh and take a listen. We're looking forward to answering the questions. Awesome, brother. I will talk to you soon. I'll call you later on. I was All recording. Right. We were recording this call. All right. And I'm not a bill collector. Well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk to you later, brother. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.